Welcome to a special episode of Called Bank Sports. The We finally know who the Jazz will play in the first round, which is really exciting. We're recording this right after the game. You probably won't be seeing it until Saturday morning, which, reminder, our bracket challenge will be due before the playoffs start. And, and those first games start in the afternoon on Saturday. So if you've seen this now, you may still have a little bit of extra time send those in uh and and even if it's like if it's in the first quarter of the first game we might be feeling forgiving tomorrow <laughs> so so go ahead and send it in anyway uh we're, we're excited to see how this goes all the links to that if you don't have the bracket information all the links to the rules and everything will be in this video and yeah so so check those out uh email them to us but Let's talk about the series. The Jazz will be playing the Grizzlies, which I, when I knew who was in the playing games, I thought this was the perfect realistic scenario because I didn't Same. think the Spurs even had a chance of making it. And I was scared. I didn't want to play the Lakers, and Steph Curry's always scary. But looking at this, I don't think the Jazz should feel like this will be an easy series because this Grizzlies team... They're not on the Jazz level, but they have some good pieces, and they may be able to pull off a few victories against the Jazz. Here's what I think is most interesting about the Jazz facing the Grizzlies. So if you go to the Jazz schedule, the Jazz played the Grizzlies um, four times over the course of six days. That's the closest they did. So they played Friday, March 26th, then the 27th, played Cleveland in between, and then played Memphis on March 31st. So this is the team that the whole year, um, they basically played them like it was a playoff series. So they were able to go, and while they were definitely close games, and I'll, we can get more into those games here in a minute, they were able to win all three of those games. And one of them, they didn't have Mike Conley, and one of them, they didn't have Donovan Mitchell. So it's definitely going to be a tussle, and you have some great stats to talk about. Um, but I really am predicting... I really think the Jazz are going to at least get a gentleman sweep. Um, it could go to six, but I just think it's going to be, I think the Jazz are going to win in five, could even win in four. And and the Jazz are a much better team. Uh, another and, and like you said, we beat them without Conley and Mitchell. Uh, but I'm pretty sure for all four games that we played the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr. was out. Uh, and he is—he only played 11 games this season, so we're we're probably not going to see him full strength. He did play tonight. He's healthy to play, uh, so the Jazz need to expect to see him in the entire series. Uh, but last season, when he wasn't injured, I believe he was their second highest scorer. This season, obviously, only played 11 games, and and he was their fourth highest scorer. But he could come in and have a great performance. So that's something to look at. But. You did mention I had I have the stats pulled up for both the Jazz and the Grizzlies. And this is just a quick overview. I'm not going to go super in-depth. Uh, but this is kind of to show that even though the Jazz are really good, it's not like the Grizzlies are so far behind them. Uh, but looking at the season, the Jazz averaged three more points per game. Um, the Jazz averaged... Uh, let's see, where is it? It says averaged less, th uh, about two rebounds more per game. They averaged three assists less. 
Um, they averaged three or two and a half steals less. They averaged uh, about the so the same number of blocks, and they averaged two more turnovers. So it's like obviously scoring is there. And and one other quick stat to look at is Grizzlies versus Jazz three point shooting. The Jazz had the Grizzlies <laughs> by like three point three percent, which doesn't which is... seem like a lot. That but that's the difference between shooting. Like the Grizzlies are close to thirty five percent. The Jazz average about 39% on the year, which is incredible. And when you're looking at how many three-pointers the Jazz are getting up versus how many three-pointers the Grizzlies are getting up, I mean, I'm Jazz are averaging over 40 a game, and I'm sure the Grizzlies are averaging less. I don't have that specific number, but that 3% like just compounds significantly with how many shots the Jazz take from behind the arc. Uh and, and just to give you that number, the Jazz take 12 more threes per game than the oh Grizzlies. Oh my gosh. That's huge. No, I mean, that's absolutely crazy. I think that, like you were saying, I mean, they are pretty close. And David Locke tweeted out, um, he has um, a spreadsheet with the Jazz defensive and offensive performances. So in the games, the three games, the Jazz had their 29th best, 40th best, and 60th best offensive games. So kind of middle of the pack there, you know, they had, one a bit better, one about um, average, and then a pretty bad one. Um, then defensive, they had their 53rd, 26th, and 39th. So again, like the Jazz never had any amazing games against the Grizzlies. They did play really well. And I think that overall, um, the fact that the Grizzlies, you know, um, they played on last Sunday in Golden State. Then they had to fly to play in Memphis on Wednesday. Now they had to fly back to golden state, um, to play tonight. Now they're going to stay in California tonight, tomorrow, fly to Utah. So they're coming from sea level, sea level to go to Utah to play at, you know, 4,000 plus feet elevation. Absolutely had to play their hearts out the last couple games. I don't think that even though it's close, I don't think Memphis is going to, um, have enough, energy even if they have a bit more rhythm than the jazz at the start of the game i think memphis is just going to be so exhausted come sunday that they're going to give up that game and this is going to be the first time that memphis has really played in front of fans um this whole season so i really i predict the jazz to go two and oh even if donovan's out to be honest um these next couple games and to take both of the first playoff games at home yeah and they they definitely should especially when you look at it from a a matchup standpoint, I I think the like the only matchups that I could say the Grizzlies have it on, where I, it's only one matchup, and that's John Morant and, my, and Mike Conley. I yeah. think John Morant will win, win that my, matchup, but at the same time, Mike Conley is a good defender. He's a veteran player. He's been in the playoffs. Uh, John Morant may have a couple good games. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Conley comes and shuts down John Morant uh, yeah. for a game or two this series. And the Grizzlies have other good players, but like I'll take Gobert over Valanciunas every day of the week. And then you have Dylan Brooks, who's he's good on offense, so maybe he'll outperform like Royce O'Neal or whoever we put to guard him offense to offense, but Royce O'Neal totally has the ability to shut down someone like Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I think that Royce is probably going to be the one guarding John Morant. I think that you're going to see Mike 
Um, maybe not on Dylan Brooks. I don't know who you're going to see him on, but I'm pretty sure that you're going to see Royce on John Morant just because he definitely is their number one offensive option. So Royce typically picks up that matchup there, but um, maybe Mike's going to be on Grayson Allen, who I'm interested if he's how he feels about his relationship with Utah and if he feels like he has a lot to prove or if he's just happy he got more playing time in Memphis. But holy crap, Grayson Allen tonight had an absolutely astounding game. Like he went four for five from three. He is very much a part of why they won this game. I mean, those were the only four shots he made, so he only put up 12 points. But he had a couple of clutch threes in overtime, and obviously when the game goes to overtime, uh, overtime, those two threes he made in regulation were vital to them extending mm-hmm. the game that long. He He's turned into a, a really good hustle player. I, yeah. I'd kind of compare him to like a Jay Crowder. Um but but to bring up like it is interesting to see him come back to Utah, especially in the playoffs. I did go to one of the Grizzlies games this year, and I I saw him and and you know how Joe Ingles talks to everyone. <laughs> some people yes. hate it, some people love it. But I like you. I saw them talking back and forth the whole game, and, and it seemed very friendly, friendly, like they were enjoying the conversation that they were having. Um, so I, I you know he's going to come and compete. He's. I enjoy watching him, and I, as far as I can tell, there's no bad blood between him and the jazz organization. No, I don't think there is, and so I'm just overall really excited to um to just watch the Jazz get a playoff matchup that finally I think they're going to be able to win. Um, since obviously the last couple of seasons, um, they could have beat Denver. It was close. I think they were very capable of beating Houston. They just needed. A couple shots just went the wrong way, and Houston was obviously the better team. But the Jazz were close on that. I mean, they almost sent it to a game six, and if one if one other shot falls differently along with that, then you know, going into game six, the Jazz are up three two instead of being down, um, instead of losing in fi- instead of losing in five. So this is going to be just a great way to get Donovan Mitchell back into the lineup, introduce playoff basketball back to um. Salt Lake City and back to Vivint Smart Home Arena after way too long of it not being there just because of COVID. And I don't I, I don't think I can truly express how excited I am for this Sunday. It I've been like from from the season tip, I've been so excited to see where this team ended up in the playoffs. Uh it's it's gonna be so much fun to watch them. Uh, it, it's crazy that we ended up here. I, I would have never thought that. Um, but this is like, this is the time where we all just get to tune in and focus on basketball where it all really matters. So I'm excited. I'm super nervous at the same time, though. Yeah. As I, I'm sure every jazz fan is because we know how, what we can achieve. But if we fall short of that, that's, that's really nervous because we know there's a lot of good teams in between us and that championship, which we know we're capable of. I mean, this is the deepest the West has ever been in my living memory. Like, yeah, there's been time when the eighth seed has pulled up an upset over the one seed. And I don't think that's going to happen this year just because the Jazz got really lucky in having it be Memphis. But the fact when you look at one through seven, and if they win the title, you're not like, what? I mean, if they win the title, you're like, yeah, no, I can see that. Like, some balls might have had to bounce the right way, but it's not going to be something that's astounding. It's not going to be, and I always bring this up, it's not going to be Dallas beating the Heat. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. If any team one through seven wins, like even if Dallas pulls it off this year, I think it would have to be KP all of a sudden coming back and being crazy healthy. But I mean, when you have Luka Doncic, like anything's possible. And yeah, it, it's true that any team there, there, it's almost like there's no upsets except for the, with the jazz one, eight matchup in the West. Yeah. And everything's fair game. I will be like, and this is my prediction. We'll, we'll we'll fill out our brackets and post them on social media if you follow us there, and you can kind of see what we think. But I haven't filled mine out yet. But I'm leaning towards not having the Nets make it out of the East. But if they oh, do, really? imagine a healthy Nets coming in. Anyone beating that team will be like David and Goliath because everyone's going to favor the Nets so hard, especially if it's a small market team like the Jazz yeah. or the Suns. Well, I mean, nobody's got to play the Nets this whole year. So mm-hmm. we're basically saying, how good are they? And can they just mesh and get this together? And we've obviously seen in the past that, like last year with the Clippers being, I feel like, the best um, comparison. But even then, that's kind of unfair because of the bubble. We've seen that it's really hard to mesh in the playoffs. But the Clippers need to play as a team, where while the Nets need to play as a team, you have three of the best ISO scorers of all time. I mean, going in order of James Harden, Kevin. Well, I mean, I have a hard time. I think James Harden might be a better ISO scorer, but Kevin Durant's probably the better if, scorer. If Kevin Durant took as many shots as James Harden, he would be like the best scorer of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, when Kyrie Irving, as much as he irks some people, including me, when he's your third best offensive player, I mean, you're going to go places even if you can't play defense because even the Jazz or the Knicks, which were two of the best offenses of the whole season, how are they going to stop the Nets? Like, riddle me that. Who do you have guarding who? Yeah, I, I feel like you have to somehow play zone almost. Yeah, and in order for... If you don't have star power against the Nets, and, and even if you do have star power, like if you're the Sixers or the Bucks. On defense, you still need to be like your your best defense you've ever played just to like compete with that team when they're healthy and firing in all cylinders. So out of curiosity, who do you want feasibly coming out of the East um, if the Jazz make it to the finals? Who do you want to face? Um, I, like, I don't think this will happen. But for the storyline, I would love to play the Sixers. Storyline, yes. I think that would be an incredible series to watch. If both teams are healthy, that would be one of the best final series we've seen in a very long time. Um, I think it's a lot more likely if the Nets aren't making it out. I think the Bucks, and I feel like the Jazz, the Jazz would have a much better chance at beating the Bucks than a yeah. healthy Sixers team. Who do I want to see the Jazz play? The Bucks, like you said. The Jazz are built to beat the Bucks. They destroyed them twice this year. Um, they're just built to beat the Bucks. And maybe the Bucks are going to turn on a switch come playoff time, but I don't think so. Storyline, like you said, you know, Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons for the DPOY controversy, which shouldn't be a controversy. I mean, Gobert is the DPOY, like, hands down. Um, ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell for the Rookie of the Year controversy. Rudy Gobert versus Joel Embiid for the um who's the best who's the better center. That would be crazy. I definitely would still prefer to see the Bucks. 
but storyline that would be the most intriguing storyline and mm. then just outright legacy would be the nets so legacy yeah. Nets storyline sixers and then winning bucks yeah and and with the sixers even to build on that each fan base uh probably the sixers more so nationally because utah's a small market and not a lot of people know about the utah fan base but each fan base is very like heated and it really gives each team a home court advantage yeah especially when you've gone as far as the finals so that won't play as much of a role this year maybe it maybe by the time the finals happen we get mostly full stadiums but that would be awesome to watch yeah i mean with the jazz being at 70 percent capacity right now i'm I'm really hoping they're going to be able to get it up to a hundred. I, I think especially if Utah keeps going where they're going with vaccines and now that 12 to 15 year olds can get vaccinated, um, with everyone masked up, I think that you could easily fill that place to capacity and dang, those masks might make the cheers a tiny bit quieter, but that's still not going to be enough for the opponent because Vivin's <laughs> going to be rocking. It's not going to do much. Vivin yeah. is going to be rocking. I'm 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 excited. Obviously, we have to have the there's the West to get through, and even if we get through the West, there's going to be a really good opponent waiting there from the East for us. Yeah, but I'm super psyched. I'm optimistic, uh, and and even if even if it turns out a little sour that we don't get the outcome we want, there's going to be a lot of really good basketball coming up. So just as a basketball fan, like take time to enjoy a Western conference this deep where almost every series is going to be some of the best basketball you'll see all season. I I think I can speak for pretty much all jazz fans, Dale, when I'm saying we are joining you in being a Mavs fan for the (laughs) Mavericks Clippers series, since I'd much rather see Luca than see Kawhi and Paul George just with how deep the Clippers are. So I I know that's what I'm cheering for in that game tomorrow. No, they're not. I, I mean, we can get into it. I still think the Seth Curry trade was one of, I, I totally see where they wanted to go with it, but one of the worst trades of all time. Like I kind of saw it at the time. Then I started hearing about like stats and stuff and did not work out for the Mavs. I think the Mavs finish much better if they keep Seth Curry. It was a good 2K trade. Hey, hey, when's the last time Seth Curry hasn't, I guess last year, Seth Curry was in the playoffs, but dang, we have, we've had more representation from seth curry these last couple of playoffs and we've had from steph curry uh, what what if seth curry gets the <laughs> ring this year this oh, chance oh my gosh that would be hilarious that would be like eli going and getting his super bowl <laughs> his oh, super bowl ring I, I, uh this this will go off on a tangent oh, so i'll get it first i don't know let me know in the know. comments i'm too lazy to google it <laughs> um I I don't know if I want to go off on this whole tangent. Uh, maybe I'll leave it for the comments and, and we can have an argument in the comments about it. Okay. Uh, but here's a question that I saw. And I, I, I won't tell you my opinion, but I'll tell you what everyone else was saying. Uh, oh, I'm, maybe I'll tell you my opinion. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I might be lying. Uh, but, but the question was... Um, so Kendrick Perkins uh, says that it's a lot harder to win a championship in the NBA than the NFL. Oh. And then there's some NFL players saying, no, that's bogus because it's a, it's a single elimination tournament. Uh, and the, and from what I'm seeing, everyone on social media is saying it's much tougher to 
win in the NFL. Uh, and the main reason I'm seeing is single elimination tournament. And I did see some of it's easier to stack an NBA team than an NFL team. Um, yeah, no, that's a good question. I definitely lean. Um, and I definitely win that it's easier, that it's easier to win. Well, that it's easier for the favorite for the favorite to win in the NBA. So I'll say it's easier in the NBA just because like you said, um, it's single elimination. So you catch fire and that one running back has a great game and mm-hmm. you can win versus, you know, needing to catch fire for a whole series to, to win four out of seven. So if, if you're the favorite, I'd say it's definitely easier in the NBA, but for any team like the, if the, the Giants equivalent in the NBA would never win a championship. Yeah. Eli yeah. Manning Giants, if there's an NBA team equivalent, they'd be making the playoffs, but they'd never win a championship. So, so you're saying the Dallas Mavericks with Dirk would never win a champion? <laughs> I need to go well, back like, and look. Maybe. And, and the maybe. miracle no, runs are like, well, and, and it's harder to have a miracle run in the NBA. But it's happened, I guess. So, and maybe I say that Dallas came out of nowhere too much. I'll have to go back and look at that in the history. But thank you, everyone, for watching the playoff preview. Remember, if you still have time, get in your bracket. The link and the email um, to send it into are in the um, description. You can win up to a two hundred fifty dollar Jazz Team Store or NBA Store gift card, depending on our subscriber count. So, if you haven't subscribed. Please subscribe as and join us in this epic finals run that we are hoping the Jazz will have. Let us know your thoughts on the upcoming game in the comments, and we're definitely going to yak it up in there. So thanks so much again for tuning in, and go Utah!